Hello and welcome to Mikes and Movies, the podcast that invites you to sit back and relax with us as we talk about movies. I'm your host, Alex Haina, and I'm joined, as always, by the one and only Deshaun Corbin. We are back! Yeah, so this is our monthly recap show where we discuss all of the big goings-on from the month prior in the world of film. On this episode, we'll be talking about the news, trailers, and movies of February 2022, as well as what we're looking forward to in March. And what we do is we talk about what interests us and what we think might interest you, rather than trying to cover every bit of movie news, trailers, etc. For the entire month, we just pick a couple of each. So, without further ado, let's begin. Let's talk about some news. So during a, a, a Paramount Investor meeting, where they talked about all of their upcoming projects and all that stuff, they had J.J. Abrams come out and announce a Star Trek four that is going to be released in 2023 with the original cast returning and everything. Did you hear about this? Yes, I did. Did you hear about the second part of this? <laughs> that, the cast had no idea. Exactly. They they made this whole big thing. J.J. Abrams said, Star Trek four coming in 2023. We're going to start shooting by the end of the year. And then a couple days later, basically the whole cast was like, uh, that's not true. They were never told. They were never even approached about it. I mean, they were like years ago. I don't even know how many years ago it was at this point, maybe four or five years ago. About they that, were, yeah. yeah, they were talking about, I remember um, Chris Hemsworth was going to come back. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So that was originally the plan. And then Chris Pine was like not happy with what they were going to pay him or something like that. They saw that they couldn't afford to make these huge, big budget Star Trek movies because basically Star Trek movies don't have a huge return at the box office. So they were like, listen, we got to cut back on your pay a little bit. And he was like, oh, nah, I'm not don't really want to do that, which I guess is, is his call. I mean, it's fine if he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't have to do it. So then it was just kind of dead in the water. And then your guy, your your favorite director of all time, I think. QT. Yeah, he got involved somehow. Yeah. I don't even remember what the deal was. Was he did he like pitch them? I don't do you remember what the deal was with that? So as far as I remember, he didn't actually pitch anything, but he said he would like to write and direct the Star Trek movie. That's so weird. So were they actually like in the process of no i, I don't it... think i ever got past him like just talking about wanting to do it okay it just still baffles me that he would want to do that especially since he's all about 10 films and he's done yeah that he would well, want well, i think i also heard that he wouldn't direct it he would write it like originally he was gonna he wanted to write and direct but i think i heard that he wanted to just write but regardless even still that would have been so fascinating yeah i'll see a qt uh star trek by the way, I don't know if we actually said his name. We're talking about Quentin Tarantino. I don't know if that's if that was clear. So, yeah. So, and then that obviously never came to fruition. So then, I don't know when this was. It was a couple weeks ago. They had their investor meeting, and they talked about all sorts of stuff. They talked about a lot of different Star Trek things that they're doing, because they have a lot of stuff going on on uh, Paramount+. Plus. Is that what it's called? Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, they have all the shows and whatever else is going on over there. So, but they, the, their big announcement was they're making a Star Trek for Paramount basically put themselves in a position where they have to give this cast whatever kind of money they want 
to do it so that they don't look like idiots. You announced this movie. You said the cast is coming back. Now, how are you going to get the cast back? <laughs> like, you got to <laughs> you gotta figure this out. Anyway, I just wanted to talk about that because it's such a crazy, weird. I don't know. It's just weird. But it's even more weird that like start it like you said it didn't make money. It wasn't like a it didn't really catch people. The first one made good money. I think the second one made maybe more, but I know the third one definitely made less. I don't I don't understand the are would you be looking forward to a Star Trek four if they were making it? No, I wasn't looking forward to Star Trek two or three. So. <gasps> really? Nah. So you don't like the two thousand nine Star Trek? No, I saw them all. I just wasn't looking forward to the other ones. I liked the first one. The first one was great, but I'm like, I didn't feel a need to explore more, if that makes sense. The first one, I love. I think it's one of my favorite sci-fi fantasy adventure movies. It's really ever. good. It's really ever. Good. Yeah, it's great. So I was really looking forward to the second one. I was excited for the second one. Second one came out. I actually really liked it. I liked Benedict Cumberbatch as the villain. I thought, like, I really liked almost everything about it. It was a little bit of a step down from the first one, but I still really liked it. So I was excited for a third one. I don't like the third one. I didn't like it in theaters. And then I rewatched it again relatively recently, like within the past year, just to see if like maybe my opinion changed on it. No, it's really I really don't think it's very good. All right, let's move on. I just wanted to talk about that because it's just so weird that they would announce something without it actually being a thing. It's just weird. Let's move on to something where the cast is actually put together and is probably the most stacked cast ever. I don't know. I mean, ever. Christopher Nolan's next movie called Oppenheimer, which in case you can't guess by the title, is about the creator of the atomic bomb, J. Robert Oppenheimer. And it's supposed to come out July 21st, 2023. So it's kind of far away. But I feel like every day... We're here. Maybe every other day we're hearing about a new casting in this movie. I'm going to run through the casting. This is what I, I think this is by billing. So like obviously Killian Murphy is going to be playing Oppenheimer. So he's the main character. Kenneth Branagh, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Josh Hartnett, Florence Pugh, which she's been in like everything lately everything she just got announced uh she's gonna be in dune too yeah so good uh, yeah rami malik jason clark dane dehan jack quaid alden Arenreich, david destmalchen i think that's how you pronounce his name yep matthew modine dave krumholtz josh peck of all people <laughs> and james darcy yeah that's ben, <laughs> wild uh, benny safty's in it too oh really yeah i didn't even know that one yeah more people are getting announced every day and it's it's always like somebody unexpected would not have expected josh peck robert downey jr that kind of surprises me that's that's awesome yeah it is i it, it makes me happy because outside of iron man and avengers he hasn't really been doing very well with his movies like right. they've all been kind of flopping so i'm hoping this I don't think he's going to have a huge role. I don't think anybody could possibly have a huge role other than Killian Murphy because there's too many people in it. Who's the other person? There's somebody else in it that I was like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, Jack Quaid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's having a great, good year, great. Good career. You, yeah, good career. Yeah. Good I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen him before The Boys. He was in Hunger Games. You probably you saw him in that. Oh, I he, did. I he's don't very really forgettable. Like and he was in... Uh, um, Logan Lucky, I remember that he was uh was he? Yeah, he was a fishbag. I did like that movie. I don't Great. remember him in it 
I was mostly focused on uh, Adam Driver and uh, Daniel Craig. But yeah, yeah. Daniel Craig, so good in that movie. So they good. were so good. Uh, but anyway, we're talking about Oppenheimer. Um, <laughs> so obviously, Killian Murphy is playing Oppenheimer. Nolan loves Killian Murphy, man. Yeah, he does. Well, let's see. He was in Batman Begins. He was in The Dark Knight. He was in The Dark Knight Rises. He was in Dunkirk. Was he, he was in anything in, else? Oh, he's in Inception. Inception, yeah. Was he in Interstellar? I don't think he was. No, I don't think so. Was he in The Prestige? No, and he wasn't in Tenet. Oh, I always forget about Tenet. I don't know how. It was so great. Uh, in your opinion. <laughs> Let's see who else. He also likes Kenneth Branagh because he was in Tenet. He was. Um, who else? Matt Damon was in Interstellar. David Destmalchen, he was in The Dark Knight. Uh, Matthew Modine was in The Dark Knight Rises. Christopher Nolan is a guy that always reuses his people. I bet you. I'm not going to bet. I'm not going <laughs> to bet. I'm fairly confident that some at some point between now and when they start shooting this movie, we're going to hear that Tom Hardy was cast. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Tom Hardy, maybe. I don't know. Who else does he use a lot? Oh, I was going to say um, Michael Caine, but I think he retired, didn't yeah, he? retired. Anyway, do you have anything else that you wanted to add about the Oppenheimer cast? No, it just crazy to me that people are still getting at it. Wait, have they started shooting? That's that's what I'm wondering. I think they have started shooting. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to the uh, the big ticket item, and that's a, a pun, um, because AMC came out and announced that they're going to start charging premium prices for highly anticipated films. They said they're going to use the batman as a test for quote unquote variable pricing which just means they're going to price gouge they're going to charge more for a movie that you really want to see but they're not going to charge any less for a movie that nobody cares about so it's really not variable pricing it's just a more expensive ticket you i want to hear what you think first you want to get people back to the theaters big moves are coming out so you raise the prices of a highly anticipated movie. Thank you for coming back to the theaters to see this movie, but we're going to charge you more because it is this movie. I'm going to just blame Adam Aaron for all of this because Adam Aaron is apparently, he's the CEO and he's apparently, his goal is to drive AMC into the ground. Like, yeah. I feel like when he came on as CEO, he was like, all right, time to destroy AMC. Let's get started. When he uh, became CEO, the stock was $33 a share. Now, I don't know what it's at now because right before, I'll say right before COVID hit, it was at like $8 a share. So it plummeted between 2015 and 2020. That's five years. It went from $33 a share to $8 a share. And that's just since Adam Aaron came on as CEO. So he's doing a really good job of destroying AMC. So I'm assuming that's his goal. That's so. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, if, the, if if it is, he's he's killing it. So they said they're using the Batman as a test. I have a feeling they're going to say it was successful and they're going to keep doing it. And like, especially now with the, the short theatrical window, the Batman is going to be on HBO Max in like three weeks. Yeah. So like you would think they would want to get as many people out to the theater in that short amount of time as they possibly can. And yet they're just trying to dissuade people from going oh the only thing the only thing i could think that he would have him adam and maron is what i'll talk about is trying to get amc bought by someone or something because there's no reason for this or any of the things he has done in the last three four years like amazon remember that was floated around 
something. Yeah. You know, that's what it seems like to me. So you think he's trying to lower AMC's value? Yes. Yeah. So that it would get purchased. But then if AMC is tanking, nobody's going to want to buy it. Only certain companies would want to buy something like that. Like you said, this is it's a time that we need to be or I say we they need to be doing everything they can to get people back in theaters. Yeah. And people are going like No Way Home brought a lot of people in. The Batman is bringing a lot of people in. You reward that or try to say, yes, come back as we charge you more. And then you, and you still show that Nicole Kidman thing. We make movies better. <laughs> you're, you're making it worse. You're not making it better. We haven't talked about that, have we? Have we talked about that Nicole we Kidman did. thing? We touched on it a little bit. I mean, heartbreak feels good in a place like this <laughs> because they are. It's like I, I, I was with a friend the first time I saw it, and then after the movie, while we on the drive home, I was like, that was like that. It's like we were sitting in McDonald's eating a Big Mac. <laughs> and then somebody came up and was like, hey, you should have a Big Mac. <laughs> That's exactly what it was like. We're already here seeing this movie. Why are you advertising your theater to us? We I just don't get it. better. Because here they are. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> anyway, how do, how do we start talking about Nicole Kidman? Oh, uh, Adam Aaron. <laughs> Adam Aaron has no idea what he's doing. Did you hear about what Cineworld did? The movie theater chain in UK? No, what Cineworld? they do. So they did a thing that they called Cineworld Day, where for one day, they charged $4 for a movie ticket. And in that one day, they broke every record they've ever had for once for single day ticket sales, which just proves that if tickets are cheaper, people will go to the movies. Yeah. Everybody would go if movies were that cheap. Obviously, that's not sustainable. Yeah. That's why they only did it for one day. But it just goes to show that a big reason people aren't going to the movies is because of price. I do have one little like devil's advocate point that I want to make, which is I do think people will pay for an experience that they enjoy no matter what it costs. My example is Disney World. Bob Chapek, the other terrible CEO who is the CEO of Disney, since he has been CEO, the prices of Disney World have gone way up, yet attendance has not dropped at all because people are willing to pay egregious amounts of money for experiences that they enjoy. So I feel like that could apply to the movie theaters, where even if they do pay 25 30 bucks a ticket to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, people are going to show up and pay 25 30 bucks a ticket. I'm uh, there's so many things that I like I have questions about like for one movie theaters don't make much money off of the ticket sales they make it off of the concessions right. so raise the prices for concessions not the ticket what? is he raising the prices so that he can like that the theaters will get a bigger cut of the ticket sales because it's I'm pretty sure it's a percentage thing yeah where, like yeah for opening weekend Warner Brothers gets 85% of ticket sales. And then for, you know, week two, they get 75% and so on and so on. Right. So did he make a deal with the studios? Did they, like, how is that going to work? And then if they're charging more for just spe specific movie, like for the Batman, does that 
affect the Batman's box office? Like, does it make it look like his? The, his I said his as if the Batman himself. <laughs> He's checking the box office. <laughs> does that mean like the Batman's box office? Assuming everybody that would have gone anyway is still going, does that inflate Batman's box office a little bit? It must. Yeah. We always have. I feel like almost every single episode we're talking about some CEO doing something stupid. <laughs> it just seems like it's like that's a trend of ours. Yeah. All right. You want to move on to some trailers that came out? Yes. Let's start off with the trailer for Firestarter, which comes out May 13th. What do you think of the Firestarter trailer? It was interesting. Zach Efron in it as the dad shocked me at first, but I'm like, well, yeah, he's dad age, you know? Yeah, it makes me feel old. Yeah. <laughs> like, I used to watch High School Musical, and now he's exactly. playing the dad in the movie. It, it makes me feel old, and it, it upsets me on that level. But also, <laughs> it no, but it, it does. But it makes me happy to see him breaking out of his mold. The young frat boy, hot guy kind of thing. Like, yeah. He's such a good actor that it's like, I don't want him to like, I I like that he's break. Like I said, breaking out of the breaking out of his that mold. But yeah, as far as the rest of the trailer goes, it's really interesting. Honestly, I'd never even heard of the original. I didn't know Firestarter was a thing. I didn't know Stephen King wrote a book called Firestarter. I didn't know anything about it. So when I saw the trailer, the fact that it was like a first of all, I saw the Blumhouse thing. I was like, that's weird. And then the whole trailer kind of gives off this horror vibe. Mm-hmm. That's not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a superhero origin story kind of thing, which I actually like what they're doing better than what I had in my mind. But you know what this also kind of seems like? Brightburn. I was about to say Brightburn, yes. It's like a dark take on a superhero origin story, but it's not, I don't want to say copycat. It's not derivative of another superhero. My only, um, I- I'm looking forward to it. But my only concern is that it's a day and date release on Peacock, which tells me it might not be very good. Yeah. John Carpenter is doing the music for this. So, <laughs> so, so that, the, way, that, the way you said that tells me that you weren't listening to anything I was saying and you were on the IMDb and you saw that and you were just waiting to say that. Yes. Is that how exactly. that went? Exactly. <laughs> I, I, heard, I heard what you said. Peacock and whatnot. But John Carpenter is doing the music for this. That's that's cool. That's very cool. Let's move on to the move on to the next trailer, which is Hustle, which comes out on Netflix June 10th. What are your thoughts on Hustle? This act like this actually looks interesting to me. And it's a lot of NBA players, notably Sixers players, because it takes place here in Philly. So I'm I'm sold already. I mean, obviously, I'm not I'm not much of a sports guy. I mean, I know the Sixers. Not a sportsman? I know the Sixers. I used to watch the Sixers when I was a kid, back when Allen Iverson and Eric Snow and Takembe Mutombo and all them were on the team. I have an affinity for the Sixers specifically. I also, obviously, I have an affinity towards Philly. So that's kind of what grabbed my attention about this movie, is that it does take place and was shot in Philly. Like, it's not like Shazam, which was yeah shot in, like, Canada somewhere, but it takes place in Philly. This was shot in Philly, and I remember seeing like set photos or set videos or something of Adam Sandler and I don't know who else on like a just some random ball court in. Yeah. He was North all Philly. over. Yeah, yeah. 
And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. They're shooting in Philly. I didn't realize the movie they were shooting was going to take place in Philly. Like, you know, they shoot everywhere for movies. Doesn't mean where they're shooting is where it's going to take place. So when I saw the trailer and they showed the Wells Fargo Center, I was like, oh, shit. Then when I saw what Adam Sandler was doing in this movie, which is not being his goofy self, which I used to love lately, not so much. He, I still he hasn't been here and there. His movies are, have just not been good in like 10 years. Like, I don't even... I think the last movie of his that I liked was Click, and that was 2006, I think. Oh, you didn't like Uncut Gems? Not for you? Uh, I'm talking comedies. Comedies, okay. And even that, Uncut Gems, I thought was fine. He was good in it, but the movie itself, I wasn't a huge fan of it. it the whole movie felt like everybody was talking over each other, and it got kind of annoying. Yeah, um, which I kind of liked. I liked that it was like erratic. That's a good word to use. I didn't like that. But I did like him. Like I thought he was really good in it. I like the comedy movies more, but I think he's more interesting to watch when he's doing dramatic stuff. Right. Let's move on to the next trailer, which is for Jurassic World Dominion, which comes out also comes out June 10th, but in theaters, not on Netflix. Jurassic World. Do you like Jurassic World? I don't dislike them. They're okay. The First one, well, the first Jurassic World, that's how I felt. I was like, yeah, okay, this is fine. It was serviceable. It was a big, giant blockbuster with dinosaurs. I mean, who doesn't like that? Yeah. I actively disliked the second one. I was bored during the second one. I mean, this one, if they didn't have the original cast in this one, I would have zero interest in this movie, especially since it, it looks like they're trying to be like Indiana Jones, James Bond, born identity now with it yeah. like with with motorcycle chases and plane crashes and all sorts of crazy shit yeah like you said if the ogs weren't back i probably won't see it having the ogs come back at least makes me want to give this a chance gold bloom is back like i love seeing gold bloom and anything well he was in fallen kingdom for yeah which you know was so un that was so unnecessary i mean i, I yeah. liked it but like no. I th from what I remember, his role had nothing to do with the rest of the story. Yeah, there was like, like court or something. Now. Yeah, he was like like talking to the Senate or something about like we need to not save the dinosaurs because life finds a way. I think. Yeah, I like I love 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 Jurassic Park, the first one. Probably top twenty five movies of all time for me. Yeah, um, agreed. Yeah, but the Jurassic World movies are just. They're not capturing what Jurassic Park was. They're like not magical, you know, but they're, yeah, they're getting what they want. I mean, I think they both made a billion or I know the first one yeah. definitely made a billion. So, you know, they both did. And this one's going to, I'm sure. Yeah, you can't can't argue with it. I'm not a huge fan of Chris Pratt in these movies either. He is not well cast at all. Yeah, I just don't think the character's good. Owen, I know this. Like, I don't think he's like a good character. Chris Pratt is not the type of guy to be like the serious brooding, not flat, but just like one note. Yeah. Like one note kind of, he doesn't have like charisma. He's not super yeah. like, uh, likable. Yeah. That's not who Chris Pratt is. The opposite of Chris Pratt. I said, I like when people are cast against type, but only if it's a good fit. And this just isn't a good fit. Um, Yeah. There's a couple of shots in the trailer that I liked, which is when the dinosaurs are running through the field and the horses are with them. Yeah. I thought that was a cool shot. The raptors running through the snow in the woods. I thought that was cool. 
You know what part I hate when they're all, um, all of it <laughs> when they're in the helicopter or a plane is like that's another plane, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> have you have you ever heard of plane, Chris Pratt? Uh, like, that's another plane, right? Like, aren't you like an environmentalist or something like that? A nature guy? So you know, I'm hoping that? in the movie it comes across as like he's being sarcastic, because in the no. trailer. It looked it, very, it looks very serious. He was like, right. not exactly. I did like that scene where all of them are together and whatever it is. I don't think it's a T-Rex because they're acting like it's something new. Walks up and they're both like, don't move a muscle at the, yeah, same, at the time. same time. Very cool. I will say the one thing that this movie is doing right that I wish another movie had done is they have all three of the original trio together on screen yeah that's still the craziest thing to me that they didn't do that i don't understand obviously they weren't expecting carrie fisher to die but you still killed off han solo before they could have shared screen time yeah never had a chance and they right. and they and like luke does he ever mention it han in last jedi he goes chewy where's han and then that's i remember it. that but still yeah <sighs> missed okay. opportunity biggest biggest missed opportunity in all of film there's one other thing i wanted to say about jurassic world which is how did the dinosaurs get to like europe because uh, you see them in like europe in the trailer land traveling dinosaurs can't just swim across the ocean so i i don't know <laughs> did they take dinosaurs over to other countries on a boat for some reason because that would be stupid well, I mean, they haven't been the smartest in these movies. So I don't remember. I think it's Jeff Goldblum who in the trailer is saying that dinosaurs and humans can't coexist. And in that shot, it shows them like in the middle of the ocean feeding some giant dinosaur that comes out of the ocean and tips over the whole boat. Why didn't we just kill all of these dinosaurs immediately? There was like 20 of them. You could have taken them out. It's not like there was hundreds and hundreds of them. Anyway, that was yeah. the last thing I wanted to say. Uh, so last trailer we're going to talk about today is for Elvis, which comes out June 24th. This is the movie that Tom Hanks got COVID from. That's what I'm going to forever remember this movie. Yeah, as. Great way to put it. Yeah. He got COVID while shooting this movie in Australia. And I remember because that was when COVID kind of first started. He was the first big celebrity to get COVID. Uh, yeah. So what do you think of this trailer? I actually really, really, really loved it. Like I watched it three times back to back to back. I don't, I honestly don't know what to think. Like really? I can't decide if I, I definitely don't love it. I don't really like Boz Lerman. I really like Moulin Rouge, but that's the only Boz Lerman movie I've really liked. I just don't like what he does, like the way he modernizes things. When I'm watching a movie from the 20s, I should feel like I'm being transported to that time period. And it's fine. Like it's it's I'm not saying there shouldn't be movies like that. I'm, there's obviously there's an audience for that because it's it's close. I feel like it would be closed minded to be like you should. This is how it should be. And this is the only way it should be. So like to be different, I celebrate that. It's just not for me. So my worry is that this movie is going to feel like that, where it's going to be modernized a little bit too much. The trailer didn't give me that vibe. I was about to say, yeah, I didn't get but, any of that from the trailer, at least. But that's just his style. That's just what he does. So I'm yeah. just expecting that. Austin Butler 
looks fine. And do you know if he's doing the singing? He is. He is? Yes. Like 100% of it? 100% is him singing. Okay. No, I'm definitely, definitely more impressed now because it sounded like Elvis. Like it just sounded like they were playing recordings of Elvis while he was singing. And it looked like he was just doing the Rami Malik where he's just mounting <laughs> to Freddie Mercury. No, no, hundred percent. Awesome. All right. Well, that bumps bumps up my excitement a little bit. Yeah, I thought it sounded amazing. Obviously, I love Tom Hanks. I will see anything and everything Tom Hanks is in. But the voice that he's putting on is a little weird. It's, it's yeah. I let I straight up laughed when I first heard it. It's like oh. it sounds like it's not like Forrest Gump. It's it, it sounds like it's Tom Hanks doing a voice. It doesn't what sound like he's say? right. Yeah. So, it doesn't sound like he's a character. Like, it doesn't sound like he's doing like, do you ever see Polar Express where he yeah, plays like everybody? Of course. Right. It Those characters don't sound like Tom Hanks doing a voice. It sounds like he's the character. Yeah. This just sounds like he's doing a voice and it sounds it's off putting a little bit, but yeah. it's Tom Hanks and he is the greatest person that has ever lived in history. So I'm going to go see it. There's actually one more trailer that I wanted to talk about, but it's a movie that I think is already out. And it's a trailer like one of the the last trailers that came out for the movie Dog. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. real real quick, the movie Dog is is a movie with Channing Tatum where he's going on like a little road trip with a service, an ex service dog. And I think it's rated like PG or PG-13. It's not like a crazy dark movie or anything. But I just wanted to talk about it real quick because I saw it. And, you know, like at the end where they're like rated PG-13 coming to theaters, blah, 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 blah. Like that little narrator voice at the end of a trailer. Yeah. Well, as part of that, he was like rated PG-13 coming to theaters March 5th. The dog doesn't die at the end. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or he's like, you know what he says? He goes, don't worry. The dog doesn't die. Which is like, I feel like not really like when I first saw it, I thought it was just supposed to be funny. Mm -hmm. Then I thought about it and I'm like, no, they probably did that on purpose for marketing reasons. Yeah, because most people want to go to see that kind of movie to feel good. And movies about dogs almost always end up with the dog dying. Do you know there's actually a a website called does the dog die dot (laughs) com and you just type in the movie and it says yes or no. That's a good site. Yeah. You know those commercials with the like uh Sarah McLaughlin playing in the background and the sad puppies in the kennel? Mm-hmm. See the you've seen those commercials. I can't watch those commercials. But you know the the commercials with like the kids that are starving? That yeah. doesn't affect me at all. <laughs> like, ah, oh, starving kids. That's our priorities. Right. Yeah. I think it's because dogs are so much more innocent than people. Yeah. That's and help and helpless. What it is, yeah. All right. Let's talk about some movies we saw in February. I'll start off with Jackass Forever, um, which you on the last podcast said you were going to see. So I don't know what yes. happened there. I, <laughs> I was going to see it. Then I just canceled the ticket and then go. Just yeah. no reason? Like, did you lose interest or? No, I, st- I I really wanted to see it. I just canceled that day and I never got back to it again. Yeah. Well, I will say. All right. So you like the Jackass movies? Yeah, and that's the crazy thing about it because I like really like all of them. Did you ever watch the show? Yeah. Okay. You should have seen this movie because it, more than anything, for me at least, it was a nostalgia trip. 
Like it just as soon as you hear the and like Johnny Knoxville going, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. And and like that first skit happens and they're I don't remember what the first skit is, but he's like, hi, I'm Steve. Oh, and this is butt juice or whatever the hell he's doing. It brings you back to like the old days when I don't know about you, but I always wanted to make like skits and do those right, things. Me too, man. Me too. I, I never did because I never I don't know if you could say I was never stupid enough to do it or if I just <laughs> didn't have the balls to do it. I don't know, but I never actually did it, but I always wanted to. And like just through the whole movie, it just brought me back like a flood of nostalgia. But on top of that, it's actually a really funny movie. I was worried that it wasn't going to be as funny with them being like 40 and 50 years old, but it is. It's just as funny, if not funnier. Like, um, do you know the the guy Preston? Yeah, yeah. There's a scene where he's he's trying to I forget what they were going to do, but just as they were about to do it, he goes, oh, I shit my pants. They're like, what? <laughs> he's like, I shit my pants. They're like, no, you didn't. He's like, no, yeah, I really did. I shit my pants. And it's like it's because they're so old. They just can't. They're yeah. shitting their pants like they can't do this shit anymore, which makes it funnier. Johnny Knoxville got sent in the movie. They show him he gets sent to the ER. It's like, why are they still doing this? But it was actually like a, a, a much higher production value, of course, than the previous movies. When the movie ended, I didn't realize how much I was laughing until I stopped smiling and I realized my face hurt. Definitely recommend it, especially it's if you're a fan of Jackass. The problem with Jackass, though, is that it's not really a movie. Like, I'm not going to sit here and judge it as a movie. Yeah. Like, oh, it's the, how was the cinematography and how was the editing? That's not at all. It's literally just clips cut together. Like, there's no filmmaking to it. Although that's not entirely true with this movie. The opening of this movie, there is definitely a filmmaking aspect to it. Aside from that, you can't really. So, like, I don't know how to rate this movie other than like, oh, yeah, it really made me laugh. So if I have to give Jackass a rating. I'll give it a 6.5. It's not a great rating, but it's not a great movie. It's just a series of skits to make you laugh. All right. Now let's talk about a comedy. Moonfall. <laughs> this movie, while enjoyable at parts and not like, I don't think. No, I definitely was bored at some points, but it wasn't like uh, I want to kill myself. Get me out of here. Bad movie. But it also wasn't so bad that it's funny. I thought the movie was literally going to be for some reason, the moon is coming, falling towards earth and destruction, destruction, destruction. And the main characters have to avoid the destruction. And I thought that was going to be the whole movie. That's not what this movie is. There's aliens in this movie. <laughs> no. Yes. No. There's aliens in this movie. And the main characters, Patrick Wilson and Halle Berry are astronauts and they're going to the moon to stop the aliens from bringing the moon to earth. Uh, That's not what I thought would right. happen. And then the characters that are on <laughs> earth is Michael Pena. And I don't know. They're the main characters that are on earth. So like when you think of a, dis a disaster movie, like, like 2012 or the Dwayne Johnson one, San Andreas. Oh uh, yeah. You think of the main characters are getting like 
wrapped up in all the destruction and they have to find ways to get out of it and 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 avoid it and you know it's an action movie and they're jumping over falling things and all that type of stuff right that's what you think of no this whole movie is just them walking and watching the destruction happen occasionally once or twice something will happen where like a tree will fall on them but then they're like oh wait the moon is coming back around because you know the moon orbits earth so like the moon is coming back around and because of how close the moon is to earth the gravity pulls apparently pulls the tree off of the kid (laughs) there's a scene where so okay the moon's gravity is pulling people and they're like holding on to this fence and then they're like they run into a barn and then they're not getting pulled up anymore like the barn protected them from the moon's gravitational pull <laughs> that kind of thing happens once or twice the rest of the movie it's just them walking to i think some sort of government shelter i don't even really remember what they're walking towards and they'll just like be standing there and they'll just watch a piece of the moon fly into earth and they're like oh boy well i guess we got to get moving they're not dodging this stuff happening they're not involved in what's happening they're just kind of walking and then they see it happening from far away moonfall is not it's like i said it's not absolute garbage like there's enjoyable things about it uh, i'll give moonfall a 5.9 next movie is a movie that i wasn't really looking forward to because the first one was just kind of mediocre to me and that's death on the nile which is a sequel to murder on the Orient express. The story wasn't terrible. It takes a lot of leaps. Like, you know, it's a mystery story. It's an Agatha Christie story. Yeah. So it's, it's a mystery story. The way everything ties together in the end really heavily relies on such improbable things happening. Like you have to take some serious leaps in this movie to kind of go with the mystery that they're unfolding. My biggest problem, and I think I don't really remember murder, murder on the Orient Express, but I have a feeling it was kind of the same thing. Is that oh, I forget his name. Do you remember the detective's name in these movies? Uh, no, it's something French, and I forget it. I completely forget it. Kenneth Branagh's character. He's basically just going around interrogating people that are on the boat, almost tr- kind of trying to force an admission of guilt out of them, but. It doesn't feel like a mystery is being solved or unfolding. It just feels like a series of interrogations and then boom, he oh, he put it all together and he figured it out. And I think that's my biggest issue with it. It was fine. The performances were fine. Like it's not the mystery itself is kind of boring and it like I said it relies way too much on things that would just you just have to take such huge leap. It's a fine movie. It's not I'll probably never watch it again. It's not something I would recommend. I'd give it a 6.4. You want to talk about the movie that you saw that I didn't see? The Cursed? Sure. Yeah. Did you do you ever see The Witch? Yeah. Okay. So you know how The Witch isn't like your normal horror movie? Oh, yeah. That's what I could say about The Cursed. It's not your normal werewolf movie. It be, So it takes place in like Victorian time. Something happens in this town that causes a werewolf to emerge. So when I say it's not like a normal werewolf movie, it's not like 
you have to heal this person by getting a silver bullet or something like that. But it doesn't have um normal horror elements. It's more of a suspense thriller kind of thing. Like you said, it's like the witch. Is it like an uneasy kind of feeling where you're just like, I don't know what's happening and I don't like it. It tries to do that. It doesn't reach it. It's more of a like a what will happen kind of thing because you you know who the werewolf is and you know what happened to the people that are missing. And then there's this guy who is a pathologist who went through the, he went through the same thing with his wife, uh, the werewolf thing. Actually, you know who, the guy who was um the bad guy in Logan. Do you remember him? Oh yeah, I really liked him in that. He's the pathologist in this movie. So he sets up these traps and stuff to catch the werewolf. He knows about them. He's been studying them. So he sets out to catch whoever is this werewolf or multiple werewolves. And that's the general gist of it. Overall, I thought it was pretty good. I gave it like a 6.5. It wasn't anything like groundbreaking, but for a werewolf movie to be so different from normal werewolf movies, I like that. So what did you say you would give it? A 6.5? Yeah, 6.5. All right. Let's talk about the movie that we actually both saw and we can actually have a conversation about uncharted you you go first because i already talked about three movies you go first you talk about uncharted for a little bit okay well i don't know about you but i, ha- I haven't played the games at all so no actually but i get the general idea of nathan drake and stuff like that so me going into it not playing any games i didn't i don't have this connection to nathan drake or his story or anything i strictly look at this as an adventure film for what it was and that always sounds bad when you're describing the movie, but for what it was, <laughs> <laughs> for what it was, I thought it was fine. Everything you see in this movie, you have seen in another adventure movie. I um, disagree, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay. I like the cast. I haven't played games, like I said, so I don't know how accurate the casting is. I understand they were going for like a younger version of them, so I feel like that works. The set pieces seem good. Overall, I thought it was a standard adventure film. What I would be interested in seeing where it could go from here, because I do like the world and the characters. I just don't think it was anything new. I've never played the games. I have no preconceived notions about who Nathan Drake or Sully are supposed to be. To me, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg were fine. They were fine as their characters. They were fine as Nathan Drake and as Sully, because I don't know who should play them. Like, that's... I don't have an idea of what those characters are, so they were fine. The way they were brought together and how their relationship started was a little weird to me and kind of weak. Oh, it's very like, weak. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I'm here now, and you're coming with me, and it's like, oh, okay. Random old man. Yes. I yeah that you. that was very lazily written. That was that my biggest issue with the movie. So when the movie was getting started so i'll say like the first 20 minutes of the movie the dialogue was terrible the editing was terrible the acting was even other than tom holland and mark Wahlberg, the acting was terrible but then once they get into the adventure and adventure movies are my favorite genre like i just i'm a sucker for any adventure movie i just love it so i'm already kind of predisposed to enjoying this movie on that level so once they got into the adventure i was i started to get into it But the adventure, not the adventure, the hunt, I'll say the treasure hunt was really stupid and lazy and like the way it was written, like there was no excitement to it. There was no like it kind of like I said with Death on the Nile, 
It wasn't like this leads to this leads to this leads to this. It was just like this, 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 and then boom, perfect. We're there. It was like National Treasure meets the Da Vinci Code. All right, you're making a drink. You're making a mixed drink. You got some, uh, I don't know what, what, I don't know. I'm not a drinker. So I'll just say you got some vodka. Vodka and gin. Okay. All right. And then you got the Da Vinci Code and you got uh, National Treasure. And you're going to put them in there and you're going to mix it all up. And you're going to, whatever this drink is, is supposed to be carbonated. Mm-hmm. So you got, you got a, a splash of Sprite in there too. Sounds good. So it's like all, it's, it's like that. Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds like it's supposed to be good. But the ice melted and the Sprite is flat. Oh, That's what this movie worst. is. That's what this movie is. It's all the, it's both of those movies with none of the, it's oh. just empty. It feels kind of empty. It just feels like a by the numbers action adventure movie that this studio just kind of put together for some reason. This is Sony, Sony or PlayStation Studios. Their first movie is based off of their game, their IP. You know, you expect a little bit more after seeing that. I was like, man, that's it. You're trying to start a new franchise. Well, I mean, it, it is making money, but you had also said all of the action and everything is kind of generic. I was so into that final set piece with the, and this is in one of the trailers. So it's not a spoiler to say when the ships are, when the, yeah, the ships are hanging from the helicopters and they're flying next to each other. Yeah. And they're like jumping from ship to ship and fighting like it's pirates in the sky. I was about to say pirates of the Caribbean. I was so into that. And that's probably because I love pirates and I love parts of the Caribbean and all that stuff. But like that whole, the way that whole scene was blocked out and choreographed and all that was very well done. I thought the stunt work too, I thought was good. Like for me, if you're starting a new franchise, what do you bring to the table other than it's uncharted, you know? And there's a post credit scene that kind of, you know, teases a sequel. And I'm looking forward to a sequel. Me too. So I feel like this movie was successful in that sense. Like it didn't blow me away, but yeah, I'm looking forward to sequel. I I was happy this movie was making money. Like if this movie wasn't making money, I would have been disappointed because that would have meant they weren't going to make a sequel. So, so like that means that I liked this movie enough that I wanted it to do well so that there was a second one coming. So I, to me, they, they succeeded. Actually, what did you, uh, what did you think about Tom? Did you think? Because I read two different opinions on it, and both said this is just Tom being Spider Man cosplaying as Nathan Drake. And I don't know Nathan Drake. I don't know how he acts, but I don't. I don't. I didn't see Peter Parker and Tom's perform a little bit, but not like to the point where I was like, okay, this is just Tom Holland being Peter Parker, right? Uh, I also don't know Nathan Drake. I don't know how he's supposed to act. Tom, I wouldn't say I, it was Peter Parker. It was Tom Holland and his, you know, his comedic timing and his shtick. Like every actor has their way of delivering lines and their way of, especially when you're like a, a leading man in a action movie, like you're not doing anything crazy with your performance. You're just going to kind of be, there's a reason they hired Tom Holland. They didn't hire Tom Holland to go method with it and do something wildly different. They hired Tom Holland because people love Tom Holland as Tom Holland. Yeah. So they wanted him to act like Tom Holland. And how does he act in Spider-Man? He acts like Tom Holland. So I get what they're saying where it feels like, oh, it's just Spider-Man cosplaying as Nathan Drake. But that's what they wanted him to do. <laughs> like It's not like yeah. I don't fault Tom Holland for that. And I really don't fault the filmmakers for that. 
Tom Holland is a moneymaker right now. So I do think like this going into this movie, it seemed like it would be like an Indiana Jones meets Mission Impossible. But the thing is with Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible, when we first meet Ethan Hunt and Indiana Jones, they're already really good at what they do. So like my only issue with it would be that he's so brand new that it kind of feels like, why did they go so young? Yeah. You should have introduced us to, which I thought they were going to. I thought he was already going to be an adventure guy. It could have easily did that. Made him like even young, an adventure guy, but he's just a bartender. But on his first adventure, he's doing all, you know. It's like the whole reason he's on the adventure, the whole reason Sully is there, the whole everything is just so poorly written. Once you get past that, the yeah. actual spectacle of it is fun. Anyway, yeah. what would you rate it? That's tough. Um, I'd say a seven, a solid seven. Okay, I went 6.9, so close enough. Let's move on to the final category of the evening, and that is movies we're looking forward to in March, and one of them we've already seen. So then the first one we'll talk about is The Atom Project, which comes out March 11th. I had heard about it. I heard people talking about, oh, Netflix, Ryan Reynolds, The Atom Project, da, 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 da. but I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what genre it was. I didn't know what it was about. I had no idea. So I just decided to look up a trailer on, on a whim one day. And I this seems like it's going to be really good to me. There's this kid. His parents are Jennifer Garner and mark ruffalo yes and then his older self shows up from the future that's all i know maybe i'm wrong is it directed by sean levy yeah yeah okay so yeah you got sean levy director of free guy yeah back-to-back movies together right which will technically be three in a row if deadpool's next i don't think it will be for ryan reynolds maybe for sean it will be all right well uh next movie is turning red which comes out also march 11th We've, we talked about this before when the trailer came out. I thought the trailer was so bad. Did you ever end up watching the trailer? Yeah, I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't like particularly like it. But I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, I'm hearing the movie is really good. I only know one person so far. Personally know one person that has watched it, um, and that's my buddy Adam. Shout out to Summer Movie Club Podcast, which I have been on a few times. He watched it, said it was really good. But yeah. Uh, I don't really have much to say about this because I'm not I'm not looking forward to it. I'm going to watch it at some point, but I'm not rushing to watch it. Are you like anxious to see it? Uh, I'm more anxious to see it than I was before. I still probably won't rush to see it. I mean, if I'm just sitting down chilling, I'll watch it. I do want to see it just because remember, this was supposed to come out theaters, right? Yeah. Before they moved it to Disney Plus. It's strictly Disney Plus. Yep. So I want to watch it just to see if there's a reason why they did that. And it might not be anything other than we have Disney Plus now. We could just do that. But Oh, I I can tell you why they did that. Disney Plus's um, subscriber count has stagnated. And because of it, well, because of that and and other things, but the subscriber count has sort of stagnated. Like there hasn't been any much growth in subscriber count on Disney Plus, which is a big reason that the stock has dropped. The Disney stock has dropped. It's not the only reason, but it's a big reason. So this was a move of desperation to get some sort of big, like a big ticket item onto Disney Plus to draw people towards it. Anyway, I'm not looking forward to turning red. 
I forget. What did you say? Are you looking forward to it? No, but I am more than I was before because of the, what I've heard. Uh, let's talk about the last movie that we're looking forward to, which is X, which we kind of we talked a lot about in the last podcast because of the trailer. Yeah. But yeah, that's coming out in March 18th. Yeah, March 18th. I don't know what more we can say. I mean, if you want to hear most of our thoughts, we did talk a lot about it in the last podcast. I'm still it's looking so forward good. to it. Yeah, I already got tickets. I get 1974 Texas Chainsaw vibes, and it's A24. Nothing else that needs to be said. And Matthew McConaughey is in it. <laughs> I really did think it was him for half of the trailer. All right, let's talk about the... The uh, what do you call it? The the premium movie, the the variable pricing movie, <laughs> the Batman. Batman has shown Gotham your true colors. Unfortunately, uh, bat the the Batman comes out March fourth. We've already seen it. Some of us have seen it twice already. I don't want to give a review of it right now, but let just give like two to five sentences what your thoughts were on it. The most authentic version of Gotham I've ever seen. Paul Dano remains one of the most underrated actors. Pattinson's great. Jeffrey Wright's great. In general, the casting was all on point. I, I can't think of one weak link in the casting, at least. And overall, I loved it. Yeah, I absolutely agree with the casting. It's everybody that was cast in this movie is not somebody that you would think would be cast in these roles. But they absolutely freaking nail it. Yeah. Every single one of them. You're right. The Gotham, they nailed Gotham. I think overall the whole tone of the movie was perfect with the score and the environment and the ambiance and everything was perfect. But yeah, I don't think this movie, the movie itself, far from perfect. Yeah. I didn't love it like you did. I still thought it was very good. It's just not, it's not to the amazing level for me. I'll take the love away. I, I want to say love. They did a lot of things really well. Did a lot of things not. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> See you <laughs> next time. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that'll uh that'll do it for uh this this month's uh, monthly recap. That was uh February 2022. It was a short month. By the way, we cheated a little bit because that AMC news story was a March story, but February only gets 28 days, so I figured I would uh, I would let it slide. That's it. Thank you for listening to the Mikes and Movies podcast. Uh, I'm Alex. I was joined by Deshaun. You can find us on any one of the podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Anchor, etc., 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 we're also on Instagram, so follow us on there at Mike's and Movies Podcast. I think I said everything I'm supposed to say. So <laughs> thank you again for listening. We will see you next time. Farewell. Farewell.